We are stuck in habits and routines of food waste that we can't seem to realize or break free from. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. If I told you to go to the grocery store, buy six bags of groceries, and when you walk out of the parking lot, drop two of those on the ground and leave, what would you think? That I was crazy, right? Well, here's the hard truth. Most American households waste nearly 32% of their food. This means you might not have left it in the parking lot, but maybe you took it home, let it sit in your fridge for a while, forgot about it, and then threw it in the trash. It's not as blatant as leaving your food you just bought in the parking lot, but it's the same idea. Food waste is discarded edible parts and holes of food products. So this is the food that you let go to waste, like I just mentioned, but also the scraps of your food. And while, yes, food is wasted at production, transportation, and retail levels, the highest source of food waste comes from us, the consumers. And I'm using the term food waste so that we're all on the same page But if you need a little reminder, go back to episode 70, Waste Not, Want Not, when we talk about what we call waste actually being a resource. So let's look at the problem. 30 to 40% of America's food waste supply gets wasted annually, and we rank the highest in terms of food waste worldwide, with the global food waste average coming in at over 1 billion tons annually. So the U.S. accounts for about 40 million tons or 80 billion pounds of that, the equivalent of 1,000 Empire State Buildings. The majority of this waste comes first from America's homes, then restaurants, grocery stores, and food service companies making up another large portion And that is followed by small percentages where farms and manufacturers produce too much food. And while it seems like if we're throwing food away, we must have an abundance of it for everyone, right? Well, over 38 million people in America suffer from food insecurity, including 12 million children. And not to mention that loss of food adds up not just financially, but for the environment, too, when the food goes to waste, typically in a landfill. Our food scraps don't biodegrade in landfills. Rubicon reports that as food rots in a landfill, it emits methane, a greenhouse gas, 28 to 36 times more potent than the carbon that comes out of passenger vehicles. Like, wow, that is crazy to think of. 
Take that a few steps backward even and think about the roots of the food. Move for Hunger says that roughly one third of the world's total agricultural land is used to grow food that is wasted. Millions of gallons of oil are all wasted every year to produce food that is not eaten. And globally, studies show that 4 trillion megajoules of energy and 82 billion cubic meters, which is over 21 trillion gallons of water, are lost globally. I'm not even opening up the whole can of worms here. Like I mentioned last week, there are so many pieces to our food system to consider. And if you honestly sit there and think about the likely journey of your food from the people who made it and what goes into that, to the packaging and transportation, to the store, and then to you, I know you'd really start to uncover for yourself more ways that our current food systems harm people and the earth. And while I hope to point out some of these problems to you, I don't want to bring you down or make you feel guilty about food because you'll likely be led to inaction and develop a negative relationship. Instead, I think we should point these things out so that we are first aware and then we can celebrate the beautiful bounty from the earth that is the food that keeps us alive and brings us joy. Think of it from a perspective of how we can preserve food in the best way possible to feed us and all other humans on the planet in a healthy and sustainable way. So I'm going to get straight to the solution of where most food is lost, us. Let's talk about 10 healthy, sustainable food habits that we can develop to alleviate our problem of food waste. Are you ready when inspiration strikes? Now you can take notes while listening to Hometown Earth, write quotes, facts, or even journal with our limited collection of pocket notebooks. Designed by a local artist and produced on 100% recycled paper, these will be your new favorite on-the-go notepads. Get yours today at lenasanford.com forward slash shop. The first is to plan your meals. This helps you to realize how much you need so you don't overbuy or buy things that you don't have a plan for. I don't know about you, but I always get caught up in really cool looking fruits or veggies when I'm shopping in store. And in the past, I've brought them home with no plan for how I was going to eat them, let alone how to cook or prepare them. Guess what? They went bad. If I see something like that now, I'll either look up a recipe while I'm at the store or make a note of it and look up a recipe to add to my plan for the next time around. Number two is don't be afraid to save and use leftovers. I used to be part of the crew that said, I hate leftovers. They just don't taste right. But part of your meal plan should include leftovers. We usually always have them, so get comfy with them. Don't be afraid to keep what you've got for the next day. As a true believer now, it can taste just as good or better if you prepare it correctly. This also works if you've got going out to eat in your food plan. For example, I know if I eat Mexican food, I'm likely to only eat half of the portion they give me so that I can save the rest for the next day. 
if you're like, Lena, I don't know if I'm going to have leftovers or not. That's where it's nice to have backup meals in the freezer that you can pull out or just don't put eating out in your plan. And if you end up not having leftovers, maybe you move things around on your schedule or consider eating out for that next meal. Number three, learn how to cook and try no waste cooking once a week. All right, I get how time consuming it is to be zero or low waste at the beginning, That's why we often choose not to, because we want to prioritize our convenience. But if you're learning to live more sustainably, you're likely slowing down a little bit and realizing that a little extra time and mindfulness now will pay off moving forward. So try learning how to cook is maybe the first step, hopefully more plant-forward recipes, And make one of these meals per week a no-waste or low-waste meal, meaning you use every part of the food and don't throw any of it away. For instance, maybe you make carrots one night in a meal, but instead of throwing out the completely edible leafy greens on top, you use them to make a carrot top pesto to add to your dish or save it in a jar to eat as an appetizer or snack the next day. Number four, learn how to read food labels. At the store, you can learn to read food expiration labels. More than 80% of Americans discard perfectly good food because they misunderstand expiration labels. The USDA breaks it down like this. Best if used by indicates when a product will be of best flavor or quality. It is not a purchase or safety date. Sell-by tells the store how long to display the product for sale for inventory management. It, again, is not a safety date. Use-by is the last date recommended for the use of the product while at peak quality. It is not a safety date except for when used on infant formula. Freeze-by indicates when a product should be frozen to maintain peak quality, and it is not a purchase or safety date. But I might blow your mind here because these food expiration labels don't even have uniform standard or regulation in America. The FDA says that it's up to the discretion of the manufacturer to decide what expiration label they want to put on their food. So the best way to truly tell if something has gone bad is to use your senses. Does it smell like it's supposed to? Does it look like it's supposed to? And really just go from there. Number five, choose the ugly produce. At every stage, produce is thrown away because it doesn't look perfect. This is because, again, we, the consumers, Demand beautiful, perfect produce and leave what's less than on the shelves, if it even makes it that far. But ugly produce is perfectly safe to eat, and personally, I think it's got a little extra character. I was chopping carrots the other day, and one had like a fork in it, making it look like two carrots connected, and the other wound itself like a corkscrew. I promise it tasted just as good as an equally beautiful carrot. Number six, track your monetary loss. As I mentioned earlier, food waste adds up in our wallets. Just for a month, try tracking what you throw away and how much money it's costing you. 
the average American family of four throws out around $1,500 in wasted food per year. Even while you're eating out, if you leave food, consider how much that is costing you. Number seven, store food properly to maximize freshness. This one's pretty self-explanatory. If we store food properly, it's less likely to go bad before we get to it. Some examples of this are putting carrots in a container submerged in water to keep them fresh, wrapping leafy greens in a damp towel, putting fruits in a visible container out on the counter, storing onions, potatoes, and garlic in separate ventilated bags in a dark, cool pantry spot. Freezing food that you know you won't get to in time. I get things don't always go to plan. And even just organizing your fridge so the things you need to use first are out in the front of your refrigerator and your leftovers can be seen clearly. Number eight, compost. If you're still coming up with food waste, make sure you're composting at home. There are so many different ways to compost that you can absolutely find one that works for you. This will save food from a landfill and keep the planet healthy. Number nine, support policy that reduces food waste and helps with food insecurity. Many states and cities are now rolling out composting and organics collection programs, limits on food waste, school food waste reduction programs, and food recovery programs. This would not only help our economy, but those in need. One trillion dollars worth of food is wasted each year. And according to the World Food Program, reversing these food waste trends would preserve enough food to feed two billion people. That's more than twice the number of undernourished people across the globe. It just makes sense. And number 10, shift your mindset. We throw away food because we act like we've got an abundance of it. If you went to a grocery store and they had the actual amount of food that we need in there, I'm sure you'd be thrown off by it looking a little sparse. But typically, they stock them fully because as American consumers, we like to go and see full, fresh aisles. Go to a farmer's market and you'll find more efficient production of food that is full of character and flavor. The ugly truth is that we care more about the aesthetics and full fridges and aisles of perfect produce, whether consciously or subconsciously. We are stuck in habits and routines of food waste that we can't seem to realize or break free from. This seeming abundance of food leads to a throwaway mentality instead of really appreciating food for the wonder that it is. Even in 1960, we were still wasting 12.5 million tons of food. And as you can see, urbanization, industrialization of our food systems, shifting lifestyle changes to a more fast-paced and convenience lifestyle, and reduced food education has only caused food waste to skyrocket. So you can start to shift your mindset to really try to add more value to your food. When you're shopping, cooking, and eating, don't just go through the motions. Be a little bit more mindful. 
Try to slow down and connect to all of your senses. Think about the journey of the food and how fortunate we are that we have enough to fill our plates every meal. For this week's Something to Grow On, I want to leave you some food for thought. Thomas Keller, renowned American chef, said respect for food is a respect for life, for who we are and what we do. This doesn't just apply to chefs, but everyone. You might love food, but do you respect it? Our food is truly a labor of love from every angle, including the earth. By treating each meal with pride, we respect the farmers who produced it, the resources that went into it, and the people who go without it. Does that deserve to be thrown away? I don't think so. If we learn to respect our food, we will learn to respect ourselves and the planet. Then you can share this respect with the people in your life so we can all start making healthier, sustainable food choices. Until next time, thanks for joining me, neighbor. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Saintford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.